0: Logo geek. Hey Logo Geeks, it's Ian Padgett here and I'm back with another podcast that's created to help you make a living designing logos. Today, we're gonna be joined by Jozal Tech to discover how she built her personal branding agency. But before diving into that, I want to ask you the question, do you want a $50 gift voucher? If so, enter the perfect match, which is a mood board design challenge from Adobe. And in order to get that $50 gift card, all you need to do is enter. So just literally enter and you will get that $50 gift voucher. So to take part and to claim that gift voucher, run through these steps. So step one, head to theperfectmatch.co forward slash play. Step two, choose a brand name from the provided list and take note of the product or service it provides, the target market and the differentiator. And then step three, Based on those details, create a mood board design measuring 3,600 pixels wide by 1,600 pixels high. And then once you've created your mood board, place your entry into the perfect match. And like I said, by simply doing that and by entering, you will get a $50 gift card. And on top of that, if your mood board design communicates those messages clearly, you could become a contestant on adobe's monthly live game show for a chance to win $1000 and on top of that throughout august and september 2022 you could also win a wacom tablet 2 plus throughout that time for each entry submitted adobe will be donating $25 to the national partnership for women and families So to learn more about that and to enter, head to theperfectmatch.co forward slash play. And like I said, just by entering, they will give you a $50 gift voucher. So on this week's podcast, as I mentioned, I'm going to be joined by Joe Zal Tech, who's the founder of The Rolling Media, which is an agency based in the Philippines who focus on personal branding specifically for coaches and creators. I've known Jozelle for a couple of years now. I first met her in Philip Van Dusen's uh, Facebook group, Brand Design Masters. Um, He's someone that's been on the podcast previously and a real master in branding. So if you haven't listened to that interview with Philip, go and check that out because he's a good person to know. One thing that I really admire about Dazal is that she doesn't let anything get in her way. Despite negative comments about her work numerous times growing up, she carried on anyway. She did what she wanted to do and she began working in graphic design and branding. And despite having a disability, she's a, a wheelchair user. She lives life on her own terms and doesn't let her disability take over. She also goes out there and gets what she wants. For example, she really wanted to master her brand strategy skills. So she learned as much as she could through YouTube. And in order to take things to the next level, she wanted to get mentored by Philip Van Dusen and she couldn't afford his skills but she managed to convince him to mentor her in an exchange of services which I find really admirable. So in this interview we're going to uncover her story and dive into her approach for personal branding. So let's get into this, here is the interview with Jozell Tech. something I like to do with the podcast is create content that can help people uh that are maybe just starting out or thinking about potentially growing an agency and that's something that you are in the in the process of doing So, how did you initially start out like how did you get into graphic design and how did that eventually lead to you starting an agency of your own
1: right um well uh let me quickly tell you uh uh, story. Well, sure. since I was five years old, I've always liked drawing. Even though my, you know, my neighbor, my my old uh, neighbor friend, uh, always tell me that you know I' not a good uh, in in terms of drawing. Um, she even told me like you know uh, I I can because I wanted to take up fine arts in college, mm-hmm. um, but she was laughing at me like hey yeah, you can't even draw a human stick please.
0: that's so rude they so rude of that person to do that <laughs> but yeah good for you for carrying on
1: <laughs> yes because I don't know I just really love um trying sketches I even remember you know drawing characters from my favorite anime like um, ghost fighters, Snum dog, and, and such. And so I took it as a challenge, and you know, practice even more. And mm-hmm. so when I graduated from high school, um, that's the first time I've learned um, or encountered Photoshop. And oh my god, it! I really fell in love with Photoshop. I really love the fact that you know, like. You can really play around with colors, delete them if you don't like it, and just really play around it. And so, when I was taking my um, college uh, entrance exam, I really looked into having a multimedia course, and so that's where I started to really enhance my skills and to just really explore um, my myself into. Design and, and graphic designs. So that's how I uh, really started. I, I did a lot of work for my classmates, my friends, even my uh, family who have um, local businesses here in the Philippines. And so that's how I was able to really practice. And so that was the, the origin. But when I started working... You just, wanted- before you,
0: just, just before you do go into that, I, I want to mm-hmm. stress that you, even though you had people telling you that you wasn't very good, a lot of people would potentially give up if somebody tells them that they're not good at something. But you persevered anyway, you kept going through, and then you found a love for um, graphic design through Photoshop, which is amazing. So I'll let you continue uh, with your story.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I think it's something that I've learned from my... Uh, late brother, that you can always, you know, be persistent with things. You can always um, work on your craft, uh, your skills. That's why I like uh, the movie, Pursuit um, of Happiness. I don't know if you've watched mm-hmm. it already. Mm-hmm. Like there's this line there, like um, you got the dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves.
0: Is it the Will Smith? Film? That's, it, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I know the one.
1: Yeah, I love it so much. I watch it probably more than five times already whenever I'm feeling down. And you know, the line there where he said people can't do something themselves. They wanna tell you you can't do it. So if you want something, you just go get it, you know, and just just do it. And so that's what I did. And the fact that I've learned how to use Photoshop and learned that I don't really need to be very, very um, good in drawing, you know, my freehand, uh, using a freehand style because a graphic design is uh, basically putting uh, things together and creating a piece. And so that's how I really started with that. Now when I've um, applied with um my official first job, I applied as a designer, and then, honestly, the second time a person told me that you know, like you're not good enough, you're not really good with this. What's my first ever boss? Um, he was telling me, you know what, you saw, you're really good. I like you. I like your, uh, I like how you think, how you communicate. I, I think. I just think, you know, you are not fit with graphic design. Let me transfer you to a different department. And that's how, that's when he transferred me to search engine optimization and marketing. But I stayed there for uh, two years. But, you know, I told him, I, I really appreciate all the learnings, the experience that I've had here. But, you know, I really want to pursue design. Uh, You you told me uh, I might not be fit into that department, but I will explore and, you know, uh, improve myself and be fit to what I really want to do. And so I resigned and then moved into a different company. And so from there, I was able to really build up my career with design and marketing and basically that's uh the beginning of of it of how i built my freelancing career
0: i think you were actually given a golden ticket in a way because um i think as a business owner knowing marketing and seo is such an incredible skill set to have and and use and um Again, it's so admirable that you had someone that said that you're not very good at graphic design, but you still persevered with that anyway, because it's your dream. Um, but like I said, I think I do think it was a bit of a golden ticket for you in a way because you, it gave you access to uh, a team where, I mean, I don't know if this is the case, but you probably learned a lot from um, that being in that job doing SEO and, and, and marketing that you've probably been able to apply to your business that you ended up building.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I feel like especially when I became an online entrepreneur, I realized that the game has been and always would be about marketing. And so I love the fact that I was able to be exposed in that field or in that Mm -hmm. industry early on in my career.
0: Oh absolutely it's, it's one thing that I was lucky enough to also get in um, at the last company that I worked for prior to working to myself there was an SEO team and although I didn't work in the team I worked very closely with them so I picked up a lot of those skills and it's just so valuable so um, like I said I think even though it probably didn't feel like a good thing at the time looking back now like in hindsight actually that was a really good uh, thing to be able to pick up
1: yes definitely
0: okay so so you ended up building your own agency the rolling media how did that start out so like you said you was working for companies how did you go from working for companies to starting your own thing
1: okay well it all started when I had um uh you know like a messy year year 2016 I had um health issues relationship issues a lot of issues in my life it's like you know i was 25 at that time it's like quarter life crisis for me and right. so um i had to really start all over again and then um after that um moment of my life i started to do freelancing more like really doing my own thing at my own time, you know, getting clients uh, who I want to work with, Um, not really having a full-time job uh, where you have a, you know, a fixed nine-to-five schedule. So I started from there. I was doing freelancing, and then I started a YouTube channel. The YouTube channel uh, was really just a spark of an idea while I was browsing um, online because those were the days where I was already interested with brand strategy or branding because I've always done graphic design, websites, um, brand logos, and then a little bit of marketing on the side, like digital marketing, social media, SEO, etc. And so I had that thought, like, how can I you know how can I combine those two things and you know do it as my own thing? But as I you know learn more on on YouTube, I get ex uh, exposed on different you know fields, different niches, like content creation, uh, per se. And then some something start something sparked on me you know like having a mission to educate fellow differently able people like me you know to develop skills and make money out from it to to basically have a livelihood for them to build their their life their finance and um i think that's how i was able to really build on the rolling media that's why i call it the rolling media because my you know my vision is to be able to provide livelihood and inspiration and education to people that you know you, you can you can definitely do this uh, just like me because back then i when i was still in school i really don't know what my life would be like what the future will be for me because I don't know in your country, but here it's a little bit difficult to to get a job um, in the office, especially that you have a disability. Um, it's not just about getting into the job, but also going to the job. Like it's not that practical for me to move from one place to another. And so, I don't know. I just felt like a lot are doing, you know, tutorials with. Um, makeup with with cars, with beautification, with uh, finance, with different things. But no one is really focusing on providing education or awareness to people like us. And so that's how I really started with that. And then, as I build my content on YouTube, my uh, I, I get to um, reach people. Who are interested in knowing what I do, uh, like at work, and then uh, I think I have this video about online jobs uh, that gained a lot of views and comments, and that's how it really started. You know, like people were telling me, like, "Hey, can you teach me how to do that?" and so on. And then I, from there, I picked up. Uh, a few people and tell them like you know i'll I'll do a mini course just let let's try this out if you want to really learn and then I did that I did the mini course for a few months, and then from there, I get to you know know more of those audience that this has been supporting me, and that's how I get my my i got my f team. Basically, those people who supported me on my uh, personal brand content creating journey, um, I get to be able to work with them with my freelance um, gigs, with my freelance projects. And that's how I get to be able to really build the team for the rolling media. So basically, it started with having people rather than having the company itself.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing and um I hope you don't mind drawing some attention to this mm-hmm. but in agencies that I worked at previously companies that I worked at previously I don't think I've seen anyone in a wheelchair in the office mm-hmm. and in the UK I am aware that there are certain laws and um things for people in wheelchair users and with any disability um but it does make me wonder if, you know, it, if it does create a, a barrier. I'm, I'm sure it does. You know, it, it's it's very likely that it does create a barrier, um, uh, you know, just for actually having the interview. I remember where I used to work. the the They, they had a lift. But I remember mm-hmm. someone came in for a training course and it couldn't take the weight of their wheelchair, which was really embarrassing. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, there are just, there's wars In front of you and it's admirable that you you persevered like you seem (laughs) your mindset and mentality to persevering no matter what is very admirable and I think if there's anyone listening to this that has a disability of any sort whether they're a wheelchair user like yourself or if they have you know other disabilities that maybe um get in the way of In quote marks a normal life you know um so yeah it's it's admirable that you've done that and um something that I like about you so I've I've done reading up about you and I've listened to uh, a couple of other other things that you you've done previously you like the saying that you live life on your own terms and you don't let your disability take over do you mind talking a little bit about that because I think that could be really valuable for some people that could be in the same position as you, but maybe think they can't do that because of X, Y, and Z.
1: Yes, definitely. And thank you so much for your uh, words. I really appreciate you, Ian, uh, telling that, especially coming from you. And I definitely agree that it is a barrier to have, you know, like this physical limitations, because Mm -hmm. it's not just about doing the work, but really being able to live through doing it, you know. Um, Well, I definitely love to live my life on my own terms, because, well, in most cases, people mistakenly equate disability with, you know. Misery, vulnerability, inability, or, you know, all the stereotypes that belong to being uh, someone not worthy to to actually do something great for themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not generalizing everyone, definitely not. It's just that some weren't taught uh, the essence of, you know, being able to see beyond what they can see uh, visibly. Some are not just taught the essence of being able to see beyond what they can actually see physically. I believe we are people who are differently abled and within that word or description, differently abled, it's just saying that we live in a different way not like other people do. Um, and, you know, I know for a fact that a lot of different able people like me have, you know, a, a better life than what other people think they have. Mm-hmm. It, it's just that, you know, the society has structured uh, for us to be, you know, shying away from things, you know, being locked in a room, you know, doing nothing or just really you know, existing and I I think growing up in a wonderful family who are very supportive um, taught me that I can do more I can do more than what the society think I can and so when we were raised by our parents in an environment that or that were encouraged us to you know to take care of ourselves and break away break away from our limitations then that's when we were made aware that you know we can be great and we can be known for something that could leave a legacy in, in, in our life. And so um, I, I just really feel like this mentality of really living in your own terms um, can also apply or can also be applicable in in, in our uh, selves. Because... The the thing is, the more the the most important thing you know about being disabled, Ian, is knowing that you are disabled, because the knowing part makes you less disabled.
0: You've, ex- you've you've embraced it, you've accepted it, and embraced it, and are doing what you can within your control, which is very admirable.
1: Thank you, thank you so much. Okay, um,
0: so something I'm thinking. I think people that are, you use the term differently abled and I really like that. So people that are differently abled prior to the internet, so 10, 20 years ago, I think the situation was different and I think um, a lot of what you said about, you know, people's perceptions, I think that's, you know, old-fashioned stereotypes pre-internet, mm-hmm. Um I don't know if you're in agreement, but I feel like the internet would have made things easier. Um, But I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think COVID will have made things significantly easier because from my my perception anyway, Mm -hmm. um, COVID changed everything. It sped up the idea of the the workplace not needing to exist in one single location like like the idea of of people having to travel to one location to sit down on a computer Mm -hmm. and um like where I used to work we used to come into work we say hi to each other in the morning and then we'd sit there and just all look at a screen quietly and work away the Mm -hmm. idea of doing that is just kind of stupid really because you know, it's, it's clogging up the roads, we're unnecessarily wasting time and energy and stuff like that traveling to one location. And the the concept of it is like with when we have the internet and the ability to uh, work collectively as a team, no matter where we are in the world, the idea of one central location where you all have to go all of the time just makes Mm -hmm. no sense I do agree sometimes it's good to get together it's good for team building and all that sort of stuff and there's a lot of advantages to it but COVID which is only what two years ago now I feel that rapidly developed that and I'm going to assume that that will have opened up doors for you because you know you're very good at what you do um, you know what you're doing you know, you're you're talented and great at everything that you're doing, but the only downside is that you have a disability. Um, are you would you agree that COVID has made it easier for you because people are just more used to working with people through Zoom and email and stuff like that?
1: Well, I think you have a good point with that. I think it has helped a lot of people. Not me particularly, um, but people who have uh, disabilities like me. Because, well, that's the thing. Whenever, you know, um, I talk to people and uh, during the quarantine times and that was so long, you know, like for months, Mm -hmm. people have been quarantined for protection. You know, I've been telling them, like, you know, I've been quarantined. (laughs) more than used to it yes i'm so used to it although it's still different where you can you can go out whenever you want to you know like you have the freedom to to really go out or meet with your friends or family whenever you want to but staying at home working from home has been my life for the past 12 13 years i guess and so i i see a lot of potential uh on this for uh, my, my people, my uh, people with uh, disabilities, because now they get to see um, the opportunities of online freelancing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I feel like it's very important to spread awareness of the opportunities that online freelancing provides to those with disabilities, mm-hmm. because I feel... I believe that it all starts with empowering them of what's possible, You know, being able to see and showcase uh, what can be done nowadays, especially with the technology that we have. Mm-hmm. And so um, definitely with me, I, I get to be more comfortable even more because I've been doing this and a lot have been doing it nowadays because of COVID. Um, and it, it really opens a lot of, of doors with working with local businesses because now they are forced to really move from you know traditional marketing to digital marketing. And so that's how I can see the, the opportunity for me. Uh, but ever since I started working, because I think I have never worked in an office. Besides, during my OJT on the job training, mm-hmm. um, after that I already started working from home. Um, I still remember I first I get I got my first I got my first job from Craigslist. Uh, I don't know if they still have job postings there, and so I'm kind of old in this. Uh, industry, which is actually a good thing mm-hmm. because I get to be able to see the transformation of the industry. But since the beginning of internet and you know computers, I think there was always an opportunity for people like us to be given a job or a career or a business to work on. It's just that We need more awareness around it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're a very good role model. Um, I, I know in the branding and graphic design space, being completely honest, I don't know of any other wheelchair users or people with disabilities that they're at least sharing. I mean, maybe they could be doing it, but they're potentially hiding it there's very little people building awareness of that and I think something that's really important that I've noticed anyway is people need to see people like them to be inspired by them and that can be you know people with different colors different sexualities different you know like everyone is different Mm -hmm. but you are naturally drawn to people that you have similarities to and if you don't see people like you, then you just feel like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's amazing what you're doing. The The fact that you're being so transparent and open about it. Um, I think that, you know, conversations like the one we're having now will inspire people. And I don't mean just people with disabilities. I mean, just people in general that no no matter what uh you know who you are your background or anything like that you it's all down to mindset really like I think the key thing with mm-hmm. you is you just have a good mindset you don't let people that tell you that you that you're not very good at something get in your way and you don't get your let your disability get in your way you're just persevering and and pushing forward and I think you know to to anyone not just people with disabilities it's inspiring, but I think you will be a significant role model. And I think you should embrace that and really push forward because I think um, you have a good story and um, yeah, I think it will inspire people.
1: Thank you, Ian. Actually, you know, I really appreciate you telling me that because back then, before I really became more intentional in building my personal brand, I was worried. You know, what will people think? You know, if I'm doing this correctly, should I really be putting myself there uh, out there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it could be patronizing to be put up as some kind of feel-good human interest story, you know, or be objectified and glorify, uh, glorified as some kind of a symbol for people who are different. But based on... The messages that I get every single day. I also know that when people get to know my story, get to know me or um, get to read or see my content, they really feel inspired. And so I feel like knowing that I'm just being myself and I'm just really you know putting out my uh, putting myself out there just to do my thing inspires them, it's, it's very, it, it felt good. And so I feel, a, I believe I had a validation that what I'm doing is right because I think it would be selfish of me not to share my story or my experience with the world. Although I, I've always told my mom about this, that, I want to be known as a good entrepreneur, not a good disabled entrepreneur. Like though I realized.
0: I mean, when it came around to wanting you as a guest on the podcast, the, the, Mm -hmm. the wheelchair wasn't my focus. The, the focus that I wanted to talk to you about was the personal branding stuff. It's like your attitude and everything is amazing. So um, in terms of like your skill set and your attitude and everything that is important you know that's that's what you will become known for but I think with um, personal branding and the incredible tools that we all have access to in terms of like social media and the internet and stuff like that telling your story is an important uh, factor of like no like and trust so it's it's one element Mm -hmm. of it I know I'm drawing attention to it in this podcast but it's just because I think you're one person that is has a disability you're communicating that you're making people aware of that and I you know I want to bring attention to it purely because there'll be people out there that will be listening that will be inspired by it but in terms of what you said like you you want to be known as like a an expert not as a disabled expert i don't think you're going to have a problem with that because you know what you're doing
1: (laughs) yeah definitely and and it's true and no worries about that and i even appreciate you asking me about that like you know just how is it okay to draw on into this discussion and and it's totally okay with me because you know the thing is um i've always believed that everyone has a disability it's just that with me it's more visible than others and I feel like um, the the real limitation is the one you make up in your mind. And I know you've always been pushing about that mindset, which I really am thankful because I, I truly believe that, that the only real disability is your inability to live uh, and enjoy your life, whatever your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so I hope I... Uh, give inspiration not just to people like me uh, who are differently able, but people who are also struggling with anxiety, depression, or just really um, when things are being hard or life is being hard on them these days because I feel like everyone have their own struggles. everyone have their own you know limitations. And it's just it all boils down to how you manage it, how you use that mindset mm-hmm. to actually handle everything. Mm-hmm. So thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Like I I very much like the idea and, and I think I read this in I think it was in the book Seven Hab Seven Habits of a Highly Successful Person. One of the I think it was in that book, but one of the habits is Be in control of how you feel and respond to a situation. And I think that's very much what you've done. Mm -hmm. Just before moving on to the second half of the podcast, I want to once again give a shout out to the perfect match who have kindly sponsored this episode. What I want you to do is take part in a quick mood board design exercise. And if you take part, you will get a $50 gift card for your submission. And if your mood board design communicates clearly, you could become a contestant on Adobe's monthly live streaming game show for a chance to win $1,000. Throughout August and September, on top of that amazing $1,000 prize, you'll also win a Wacom Tablet 2. And for each entry submitted over those two months, they'll also be donating $25 to the National Partnership for Women and Families Supporting Women's and Children's Rights. It's a win for you and a win for people in need. So take 30 minutes out of your day to take part in the perfect match. If you want to learn more about that and to enter, head to theperfectmatch.co forward slash play. Anyway, let's get back to that interview. Anyway, I want to to go into some more of the stuff about building your business because there was something that you did. And this is how I know you, I think, is um, Mm -hmm. you got mentorship from a previous guest that we've had on this podcast, Philip Van Dusen. Yes. And I, I think it's through his group that I know you because you was helping him with some bits and pieces. And I think that's how we originally got connected. But if I'm understanding right, you and and you can talk about this more afterwards, but I'll just give a quick overview. You wanted to bring brand strategy into your Business. So you was doing graphic design, you wanted to get into strategy. So what you did Mm -hmm. is you found Philip Van Dusen on YouTube. He does great content. He knows his stuff. Like he he is a very experienced expert. Like there's not many people at his level. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, so what you decided to do was reach out to him and ask for consultancy, but rather than paying him. You offered an exchange of value. Can you talk through, like, how you approached him and how you made that arrangement, and you know, just how that relationship built up with Philip? Because that's clearly a significant point in your life in the last uh, few years.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh Philip has been a great um, tool in the success of my career in my business Mm -hmm. and so I've always loved talking about our relationship together we've been working uh together for three years now and I've never been you know grateful and so um it all started with me bench watching his YouTube channel you know like it's like a series television series <laughs> where I get to really watch a lot of his videos mm-hmm. and I think I read this or heard this from somewhere that you would want to get a mentor in every aspect of your life and clearly Philip is a mentor for branding mm-hmm. because when I was watching his videos I I just I'm not only learning from him, but I can really get to know him as a person. I I feel like, you know, I think I would click with this guy. And so I started to really be um, more intentional in engaging with his content. Like I wasn't just really, you know, watching and consuming, just getting out from him, but I was really trying to support him, giving him, um, some insightful comments, not just for him, but also for his audience. And then I think he started to notice me. And because I also have my YouTube channel at that time, he started to also watch my some of my videos. He was even telling me that, you know, I was watching your videos and because I use two languages there, our, our Filipino language, Tagalog and English. And so whenever he, watch my video he would say like I was waiting for you to go back and speaking in English again it's it's such a funny story how we get to engage online on YouTube and then I think um, probably he saw me on LinkedIn since I'm also engaging with him and then one day I got a notification from him he um, connected with me, and I told myself like, oh my god, this is the chance I've been waiting for, you know. Because I don't want to to sell him anything. I don't want to be pushy at all. Because I just really wanted to learn from him. And so when he connected on LinkedIn, then I really jumped in and messaged him like, oh hey, Philip, you know, like um, uh, I've been watching your um content. I've been following you. I love your content. Um. I just wanted to ask if, you know, what can I do for you in return of a few minutes of your time? I just wanted to hop on a call and, you know, learn more from you. And then uh, we had some uh, conversation on LinkedIn and then we hopped on a call. I still remember it was May 8, um, 2019 and then i was you know i i know his um coaching fees and of course i couldn't afford that that time and i told him you know um i really wanted to learn from you um what can i do for you in 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 return you know because i'm i always am a believer of give and take Mm -hmm. i don't want to be just getting and getting and not giving anything and so I always wanted it to be a bargain you know an exchange of value as you call it and then we were able to you know set up um you know our structure of mentoring and working together basically I helped him in marketing his personal brand since that's what I'm also niching down with uh, during that time even up to now actually and so there, uh, yeah, I, I, that's how we get connected. And fast forward three years, I believe we're still very happy working together.
0: That's awesome. You know, I I I think you reached out to him at a really good time in his career because I've I've been lucky enough to meet Philip in person um, because mm-hmm. he's he attended the Upana summit, which sadly. Um, Chris Ducker who set up that event he's no longer doing that event now but I was lucky enough to meet Philip in person a a few times now and I know he got to a point in his career where he worked for all of these agencies and he wanted to take it to that next level And one of the big things for him was YouTube um, and obviously mentoring teaching and stuff like that and from what I understand um you were basically one of his first proper consulting clients so you know you it was really right place right time opportunity and um you know just before i carry on i do want to what i really like that you did you didn't just reach out to him you built up that relationship first by um consuming his content responding to his content getting noticed by him and then waiting until he reached out to you which is um, uh, you know, a, a really smart thing to do, but yeah, you definitely reached out to him at the right time. Um, because I watched one of his videos that he did with you that, and, and I can link to that in the, um, show notes. And he was talking about how you was almost like, um, uh, you know, like his first uh is it a bunny rabbit I can't remember what the saying is but your first guinea pig, guinea pig? yeah guinea pig yes <laughs> why didn't wow. I think a guinea pig yeah he was your guinea pig <laughs> and um uh you know he was able to build up that skill set working with somebody and you you know right place right time you gave him solid value um yeah and it's obviously a, a relationship that's worked out really well for both of you like it's definitely beneficial for him and uh, by the sound of it because I I if I understand right you learned brand strategy with him you decided to basically just start doing it while you were learning with him and a year later 60 percent of your income was from strategy and consulting and only 40% of your income was from graphic design which was you know 100% of your work previously so that relationship definitely Mm -hmm. paid off for you that was that was a very good choice on your part to reach out to him in that way and I think it's a good example of uh, you know situations where if you can't afford it is there a way that you could work out an agreement so there is that mutual exchange of value that's beneficial for for both sides
1: yes definitely because um whenever people want something you know their first thought is oh i can't afford it i can't do that i can't you know i can't take that but the thing is what if you change the perspective is to how can i afford that how can i how can i get that you know like and and so I, I think it always go back to uh, the core value of perseverance and persistency, mm-hmm. and so yes, definitely I'm, I'm very grateful uh, because I, I I think that's the beauty of you know engaging without agenda because you never know where it might lead you, mm-hmm. and so I, I I learned that you know when you focus on looking for people with, you know, common interests or uh, shared values or, you know, just really focus on meeting new people, um, building genuine relationships, cultivating uh, the relationship together. You know, like it's something where there would be a point in your life where it will just grow. Like it's it's about marketing. When you start to, you know, plant seeds, in time, as you as you put in the work every single day, you get to foster that um, intention, and then you just watch your business take off. It's very very similar with relationship building, and I have really proved that with the relationship I've had with Philip. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Again it's, a ne- it's just another admirable thing that you've done. So we've probably got about 15 minutes left and I want to make mm-hmm. sure that we go through some of your speciality now. So you, you originally started off doing graphic design, you then moved on to introducing strategy thanks to the help of Philip and from what I understand you're focusing on personal branding so not just branding, but personal branding, specifically for coaches and creators. What was it that grew you towards that niche?
1: Well, um, I've always wanted to um, combine strategy and design or actually messaging and design back then. But then when I started to learn branding, you know, and really be more in depth with the way i manage my business i thought of what could be the best niche for me mm-hmm. and i i have always loved this uh saying hitting two words with one stone i almost always say it with different things um but i think working with business coaches it's like hitting three birds with one stone <laughs> because first you know i get to work um, with uh, business coaches to communicate their expertise and stories to the online world which i love because i am very fascinated to learning uh, other people's stories experiences a lot of people get to learn from books but i love to learn from other people's journey, mistakes, you know, learnings in life. I feel like that's how I get to really learn by doing, by getting to to know them. And then second is um, I get to also learn from their coaching business because since they are coaches um, and specifically I work with uh, business coaches and content creators, they get to teach me things that I can apply to my own business just like Philip and then lastly and best of all we get to build a solid client mentor friend relationship you know like I get to be um, the one helping them build their personal brand they get to help me build my business by you know mentoring and coaching me and we get to build friendship Mm -hmm. uh all in one and so um that's really how I end up really niching down to to coaches and consultants
0: sure sure and how do you approach like working with your clients to build a, a personal brand like would would you mind talking through a little bit of your process how you engage with people to to build that personal brand for them
1: yes um our core services are uh, revolves around brand strategy, design, and marketing. Uh, with strategy, the basic foundation on, on it would be knowing the why, what, and how. Uh, basically, the purpose, the vision, and the mission of the brand. Because figuring out who you are, what you do, uh, your story, and foundation, and you know, creating a strategy to communicate it effectively through words and visuals, that's our game. Mm-hmm. And marketing is basically putting the word out. And then we help them with, once we're done with the brand strategy, brand fashion phase, then we move into the brand design where we work on the look and feel of the brand, like uh, the brand identity um, the brand touch points like the website, social media. We even have this service brand fashion where we help them, um, give them a guidance in terms of doing personal brand photography, like what clothes to wear, um, what uh, location or where they should shoot it, like the kind of pose that would really show their personality through visuals or through photos and then marketing with marketing it's more um it's more like dependent or personalized to whatever we come up with the brand strategy and design if we think creating a streaming media like a youtube channel or a podcast would help her generate brand awareness then we'll do that Or if the the coach is already doing content, uh, we help help them in content repurposing. We have this service called Content Chameleon where we launch, edit, and repurpose content into different forms to maximize the time and effort invested to that one content. And so that's basically... Um, our core services. But in, in summary, we mainly do personal branding and personal marketing. Personal branding is basically discovering what makes you unique and you know using that to get known by the people who need to know about you. And then personal marketing is uh, the conscious and proactive effort to create and control the narrative around your personal branding
0: it's fantastic Um, one question I do have how do you go about working out an individual's why
1: Hmm. well um I the thing is when I when I do client calls you know like brand discovery um since what I'm doing Ian is I've always uh want to do business with uh, eat your own cooking, like you're doing this service, you must do it for your own business, for your own self, and use yourself as your social proof. Mm-hmm. And so with working out and figuring out your why, I get to you know, talk to them how I get to figure out mine. And believe me, figuring out the why is one of, the hardest but the most fulfilling uh, thing about brand strategy because it's really knowing who you are, like what is really important to you. And so when I'm trying to figure out my clients' why, it's we boil down to the purpose, like why are you doing this? Um, Who are you doing this for? We are trying to list down reasons and statements not just about the business per se but also for personal reasons like with me like i always you know whenever people ask me why i work hard then I, I say i want to give back to my mom why i built my company I, i'd like to you know i would say i would want to give opportunities to different people like me and then um why i build personal brands then You know, I'd say I wanted to, you know, give chance to coaches to really spread their stories online. But while all of those are true, you know, when I looked into the deepest trenches of my heart, I think I I realized that my biggest why is just really to have freedom, you know, freedom and independence. And so... I let my client really talk throughout milestones, you know, achievements and stories of their life until we get to pinpoint, okay, which is the direction for us to get to figure out your why, your purpose in actually doing this business. Because with purpose, you will definitely uh, get uh, the profitability of your business.
0: Yeah I think you've answered that really well um, because you know anyone listening to this that necessarily hasn't sat down and thought out their why and I'm going to be transparent it's still something that I think about because I'm really into marketing and and branding and all that sort of stuff figuring out that why is really hard Um, but I, I like how you are basically listing out all of the things that are important and that can help you to narrow it down in the way that you did to you know uh you mentioned about freedom create creating freedom I, I think it's um I think one of the main things a lot of people might just answer money like they do it for money but actually why do you want the money and that opens up more uh you know bigger things that are actually meaningful in some way and mm-hmm. it gives you a I think I think having the purpose, like you're, uh, you mentioned about you are wanting to, um, I can't remember how you worded it, but basically be a role model for other people with disabilities, um, which is, you know, admirable, and that type of thing will drive you to keep going, and, and it will also help you to structure the co- type of content and things that you do that you might not have previously have thought about, and stuff like that. Like it, it's it's a really important thing. And, um, yeah, I think it's good that you do that. Anyway, we've been speaking for about an hour and I think this has been an amazing conversation. Um, really inspiring. You have a really inspiring story. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed, uh, speaking with you. So, you know, from me and everyone listening, thank you so much for coming on and for being so transparent. This has been, um, fantastic. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Ian. And I think this is my first um, interview from Europe, uh, for sure, for someone from Europe. And so um, this is such a great opportunity, Ian. And I thank you so much for the friendship that we have been building uh, over time on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that finally you know who we are talking live. yeah
0: we finally got a chance to speak because we've been chatting for ages but we've never actually got like on a call i find out with a lot of my podcast guests you know like a lot of people like i've known for ages and um, it's like, why haven't we spoken on a call? Because, <laughs> yeah, you can't always meet up because of distance and stuff like that. But you can at least have a call. And uh, podcasting seems to be a good opportunity for that. So it's been great to you know, get to know you a bit more as well and um, to be able to share that with other people that's listening to this.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Ian.
0: If you want to learn more about Joselle, head to her website, therollingmedia.com I'll link to that along with her social profiles in the show notes for this episode which you can find by heading to logogeek.uk forward slash 141 and don't forget to take 30 minutes out of your day to create a mood board design and enter it into the perfect match and just by simply entering you will be given a $50 gift voucher for your submission to learn more about that and to enter just head to theperfectmatch.co forward slash play so thank you so much for listening and I'll be back the same time next week for another exciting episode of the Logo Geek podcast